fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Welcome to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. Henry Ely, and it is great to be here with you today. As you know, we start every show with gratitude. Today, I am grateful for the people who took off the white coat. (laughs) What do you mean, Dr. H? You've heard me banging on white coats. You've heard me banging on the pharmaceutical industry. That's not going to change. But I want to say that I'm grateful to every doctor out there, every MD out there that said, you know what, this white coat isn't working for me anymore. Because that white coat is a symbol of impression. And white coat is a symbol of conformity. That white coat is a symbol of shackles. That white coat is a symbol of hiding. It's a symbol of hiding information and saying, you know what, I'm just going to say something because it is And I'm going to make sure that you repeat what I say and that you accept it as truth because I'm wearing a white coat. I'm not going to ever have the integrity to prove what I'm indeed saying. Now, out there in the world, there's a lot of docs, a lot of MDs who have said, you know what, that doesn't work for me anymore. I'm a critical thinker. I'm going to be a critical thinker. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to speak out when something is right, and I'm going to praise it, and I'm going to speak out when something is wrong, and I'm going to do everything I can to fix it. And we've seen a lot of these doctors over the last couple of years have an epiphany moment, that moment where they realize everything I was taught to believe in may be a lie. And I am not going to be okay with that. You know, Dr. Ryan Cole comes to mind. Um, he just had a re- revelation about um, the shots and how he's completely changed his his mindset on the safety and efficacy of the shots. And I'm not just talking about the C shots, I'm talking about all of the shots, right? Um, Dr. Peter McCullough, same thing. You know, Dr. Pierre Corey just did a wonderful thing in, uh, at, at, in um, Vienna. I think it was in Vienna or somewhere. It was Austria, I think. I don't know. Um, but he just did another thing where he was saying the same thing. And it's wonderful to see. And those folks, and I want to be really clear, those folks, I consider them no longer white coats. They've taken off the white coat, and they said, this doesn't work for me. Well, today you're going to meet someone, special guest, Dr. Jessica Pete Ross. I met her um, in some groups that I'm in as we're all working together to collaborate, to try and get some solutions for the people who are severely injured by the C-shots. And so I met her, came across her, and she was saying some things. And I was just like, are you saying some things that it makes me think you're a naturopath, right? And, you know, and, and so I listened to her a little bit more and she's talking about cleansing the body and detoxing the body and autophagocytosis, this nutrient over here and that nutrient over there. And I'm like, wow, she knows something. She knows some, she knows a lot. This is really cool. So I got to talking to her and, you, you know, you look, get into her history. She is an MD. She's an MD who started asking questions, critical questions, questions they couldn't answer, questions that her hospital didn't want answered. And so they, you know, labeled her a disruptive 
and they wanted her out. And she's like, well, great. I don't want to be here if I can't ask questions. If I can't seek the truth, I don't want to be in this system. And I, therefore, I'm going to take off this white coat. And that's exactly what she's done. And now she's helping so many people throughout the world, um, helping them cleanse, helping them get their bodies healthy, helping them get their minds and their hearts healthy, helping them learn how to do it and maintain it for themselves, right? That's what's really exciting. It's one thing for us to do it. It's another thing for us to teach people how to do it for themselves. So she's totally about helping people tap into the power that they already possess. And I'm just, I can't wait for you to get to this. The um, next part of the interview, when we come back from commercial, it's going to be us just kind of talking shop. It's so fun for me to just be chatting with somebody where it's like, we see the world in terms of medicine almost identical. It's like I'm talking to my twin right there. And then, you know, in the last segment, we're going to talk about um, detoxification, you know, and get into that. Now we're going to be talking about detoxification. If you haven't checked it out already on the health and freedom series that I'm doing with Malcolm out loud on this platform. Uh, so make sure you check that out. We have uh, the first two episodes are, are up for listening. The third episode goes out uh, this, uh, I think this Friday actually, or, or, or it just came out uh, by the time you hear this, you know, there's so much positive, good information. There's so much that you can do for yourself. There's, there, there's no reason to spend even a moment of your life in fear. It just, there isn't. So I'm really excited for that. She's got this great little trick for how to um, get out of the addiction of your cell phones that you're going to love. We talk about that in the third segment as well. Um, so just a lot of fun, uplifting, positive interview today, folks. Just want you to feel real good. And I also want you to catch on that there are people out there not only waking up and doing something about it, saying, look, I'm going to take the white coat off, but there are people out there who really, really care about you. They exist. They may not be the exact person accessible in your area, but I promise you those people exist in your area too. And we're going to help you kind of figure out what makes a good doc a good doc. There's some other cool things uh, that we want to get into. I do want to remind you that we have the grand jury petition still going, right? It's still, it's still in motion. We should know something round about, we're thinking as early as the 26th of September. It could be any time after then that we either get a ruling or we get um, we go before the judge to do an oral argument against the uh, Department of Justice, uh, who is trying to block our rights as citizens to grand juries when grand juries belong to the people. So we're going to see. I'm very interested about this case. Remember, we have more cards to play, right? And this is a this is a long game we're in right now. We're in one of my uh, somebody on my team said, "Yeah, it's like a baseball game. We're in the second or third inning." I don't know if we're that early in the game. But I do know that we have more cards to play and we have more at-bats to take um, should things not go the way they are supposed to go. So we prepare for those, but we always put the energy in that it's going to work out the way we expect it to work out the way it should. And uh, I will tell you, we will scream it from the mountaintops the second we get in front of a, a grand jury, um, because that may be the last time we have to we get to talk about it. 
grand juries are often very, very private once they're initiated and stuff like that. And we may be put under some type of gag rule. We're prevented from really doing anything but a cursory, hey, this happened, you know, kind of kind of experience. But we'll let you know every step of the way. We appreciate your support. Just go to beyondthecon.com. That's beyondthecon.com and check it out. We did post our, our response up there. You can read everything. We did a beautiful job. Our attorney, Steve Jonkis, did an amazing job. Our whole team did an amazing job of responding to the motion to dismiss by the defendants, by the Department of Justice. Um, and yeah, it's on and popping. We're in, a, we're in a fight now. We're in a little Donnybrook, which is a lot of fun. So join the fight. You can still join the fight. You can still sign on and support. Uh, of the grand jury petition, and you can still donate. Remember, every penny goes to support freedom for all. Every penny goes to support people who are injured by the sea shot. So uh, that money that you donate goes directly to make the world an amazing place. And thank you for doing so. You can donate through beyondthecon.com as well. Now, folks, uh, last little last little bit for you today um, before we go to break is just, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you so much for listening and helping to grow the show and sharing the podcasts and everything. We've been getting amazing feedback in the last couple of weeks, and I'm just so grateful um, that you know you're valuing what we're sharing here. I want to keep bringing the best that I can bring you. I want to keep earning your trust every step of the way. And I'm just grateful to you for everything you do to spread this good word that even in dark times, we can still be the light. So thank you for that so much. And um, it just, you know, from me to you, I, I, I say this all the time and I'm going to keep saying it. Aloha, vow, ia, away. And that means I love you. Because <laughs> I do. All right, folks, we'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio and special guest, Dr. Jessica Pete Ross, right after these messages. Energetic Health Radio is brought to you by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Folks, our holistic nutrition program, I will put it up against any in the world. And I mean that. Our graduates are the best in the world. We will, we, they can hold their own with anyone in the healthcare profession, doctors, nurses, doesn't matter, functional MDs, naturopaths, doesn't, they can hold their own with anybody on the topic of nutrition and as it pertains to health. So if you're interested in nutrition, if you love nutrition, if you've been like, hey, you know, I really have always wanted to study nutrition. I think the program at the Energetic Health Institute is the one for you. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org, fill out a scholarship application, check it out. Let us get on the phone with you. Just chat a little bit. There's no obligation, right? But let us chat with you and see if EHI and coming into the EHI family is right for you. Classes are open enrollment all year round. So when you're ready, we're ready to go. And we would love to have you. Our flagship program on holistic nutrition, uh, folks, you just won't find anything better in the entire world. I stand by it with everything that I am. And we have great teachers in there working with you every day. You're online, but you're never alone. And we'll teach you how to think, never what to think. So hopefully we'll see you. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org and check out our holistic nutrition certification. All right, folks, we'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. 
The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Like I said in the first segment, joining us today is special guest, Dr. Jessica Pete Ross. Dr. Jess, how are you doing today? I'm great, Dr. H. Thanks for having me. All right. See, another doctor that goes by her first name. What a novel concept, right? (laughs) (laughs) So we were having some great conversations off the air. And uh, one of the things I just want to jump right in, you know, we'll we'll share a little bit more about your background and everything as we get into this, but I just want to share, I just want to get right into it. You know, we, I, I, I was telling, you know, the audience in the first segment that when I first met you, I was like, I felt like I was like talking to my long lost twin or my mirror image or something like that. You know, and it was just this really cool, like, oh my God, what is she saying? That sounds like some things I would say. This is great. Right. So um, obviously you believe the body is designed to heal, but um, how in your professional opinion, like what does it take for a body to get into a healing a mode, if you will. Yeah, you know, the body is absolutely designed to heal. I do want to reinforce that point you just made. And I never would have believed it from my professional training and what I was taught in school. But as I've gone on, dealt with patients on a case by case basis, I've seen that a lot of times we get in the way of nature's own process. We as humans, in fact, create things that create toxicity in the body. And then we don't understand that the body has its own natural emunctories or drainage pathways that can get rid of said exposures and toxins that we humans create. But we don't understand how the body works well enough and we're not trained properly to be able to provide that correct information to a patient population. And so what I'm saying is that doctors are taught improperly and we're teaching our patients improperly the majority of the time. Because if we were teaching them 
hey, to feel good and get rid of everything you're exposed to every day, which includes you know toxins, pesticides, heavy metals, all kinds of plethora of industrial toxins that are man-made. You know, we would know that you have to poop every day and you have to sweat every day and you have to, your liver has to function at peak performance and your bile has to not get sludgy and thick and call some and form things called gallstones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these things have to be free flowing. And the definition that stagnation breeds disease is true. So if we understood how the body properly works, we would understand that the body properly can heal given the right terrain and environment. And unfortunately, the way society is functioning today is usually not the right terrain or environment for a healthy body. It really really isn't. And you just see the mass kind of indoctrination. I know some folks are saying mass formation. I'm like, nope. No, we, we have a responsibility to ask questions. So no, if you are being formed into a, a line, that's your choice, right? It's, yeah, it's a factor there, but it does take a clean body to be able to make better choices. It's funny how, when, like one of the things that, that uh, I'll say to my students all the time is, you know, if clean body, clear mind, you know, these things go hand in hand. So what you're alluding to is, is right on. Now I had one quick question that came up though. In your education, because you were uh, trained classically as an allopathic MD medical doctor, right? Um, How much nutrition did you get in all of your years of study in in allopathic medical school? Oh, Dr. H, that's a funny question. (laughs) You know, I went to school at the University of Louisville in Kentucky, which is not where you would think about root cause medicine necessarily, I would say. And so my nutrition... Um, we didn't have like a full-on nutrition course. I would say it was peppered throughout my four years of education and maybe four hours or so. Wow. So <laughs> let me let me catch that again. In four years of education, you had maybe four hours peppered in. That's the lightest seasoning I've ever heard of in any wow. kind of use of pepper. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, they really hated pepper, actually. Yeah, so. I, I just don't think you're getting any beta caryophylline at that point. That's no. an inside joke, folks. <laughs> you know, I we, they taught us the essential amino acids, um, but well, you glory know, be. Not, not about Monsanto. So. Right. Oh, great. Oh, you learned about Private Tim Hall. Okay. You know, um, that's fantastic. Those are the those are the essential amino acids, folks. That's the acronym we learned in medicine. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, oh my God. Let's see if I can do it. Phenylene, valine, threonine. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah, no, I'm just, that was my (laughs) implex flashback. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, So, (laughs) so folks, uh, you know, we have this, we have this great doctor here. Now I want to get a little bit into your transition because you start out as a classical um, MD, right? Um, So how long have you been a doc? When did you get your, your, your license, your degree? So medical school ended in, for me in 2006 when I graduated, and then I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do for every day for the rest of my life, but mm-hmm. I thought internal medicine was a good choice because there's so many different specialties or fellowships that you can really dial into outside of internal medicine. Once you're done, you can you know attend another two or three year fellowship and specialize even further in things like cardiology, rheumatology, pulmonology, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I got to tell you, after three years of an internal medicine residency, I was done for a while with 
all, but I'm sure you can understand. Right. Um, and, you know, that's because residency is pretty grueling. Um, and you're on call a lot and you lose a lot of sleep and you're pinged in flight or fight quite a bit. And so um, that was over in 2009 for me. And then I started my job as a hospitalist at a level one trauma center um, for the next few years. And that work was also, you know, high burnout rate because there's you're, you work a week on, week off. You're on call probably twice a month where you're covering three different hospitals in a 24-hour period. So there are some nights, you know, most nights that there's zero sleep. Um, and there's not a lot of people who can continue that on for the rest of their, their lives. But that wasn't the reason I got out. I actually transitioned because I started to see cracks in the system. Oh, so the inevitable cracks for the person who asks the inevitable critical thinking questions, I'm sure, right? How dare me? So, so what really started shifting you away from the allopathic approach into a more natural approach? Yeah, you know, it was, um, it's interesting. That was a slow burn for me. And might I say burn like, you know, really in the ninth ring of, of hell, maybe, maybe because it wasn't, I just sat in it rather than acting like a lot of people do. You sit uncomfortable in your comfort zone because I didn't know what to do until it got so uncomfortable that I had to start speaking out. And, you know, what honestly happened to me is I started blogging and being more active on social media where people would make these outlandish claims. And, you know, I had the knowledge and the background to be able to research a lot of health-related claims. So I would go do that. And, and honestly, I was humbled a lot. And um, I noticed, I thought things like, why didn't they teach me that in school? Mm. <laughs> why didn't so I like, learn what, that? What was, <laughs> what was one of those outlandish claims? You, can you think of one of them? You know, just the beginning of all the nutrition that what, what woke me up was the nutrition information mm -hmm. um, because I would, you know, I, we just said I was taught four hours peppered throughout my education. And here are all these people saying you can literally heal your body with food and that there's pesticides that cause disease to humans, not just insects. And mm -hmm. that there's, um, you know, everything is being genetically modified and that isn't safe because of X and Y. And, you know, all these things that I started to research and look at the evidence and look at the studies that maybe weren't in the mainstream journals that I was given mm -hmm. and, and started to see cracks in the system. And then I started to really dial in my diet and I started to see kind of what people were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and then I thought, well, if they weren't, if they didn't tell me about diet, what else did they not tell me about? And at that point, I already knew a couple of those answers. One of them was, um, you know, cannabis and CBD. Um, I wasn't taught about the endocannabinoid system in school either. And I wasn't taught about nutrition. What was this? Why would this happen? And then I started to really open my eyes about, you know, monetary gains and conflicts of interest within the system. And that made me what they call, quote unquote, a disruptive physician at the hospital. <laughs> I really probably was a thorn in everyone's side. I was in the cafeteria complaining about the food pyramid diets they were feeding cancer patients with factory farm meat or, you know, GMO sugars and processed dairy. Mm -hmm. um, and people probably thought I was a lunatic. And, you know, they had Coke, Coke and Pepsi contracts in the hospital and doctors would literally look at me and say, Oh, you know, that's, um, that's the system's just broken. That's just how it is. We can't fix it. And it pulled at my heartstrings so much that I had to leave. I, I ended up quitting. Um, and I don't know, I, I'll tell you the story really quick. I, you know, would actually wrote in the electronic medical record, the chart, 
that this patient has been on a Prevacid, a proton pump inhibitor or acid blocker for eight years. And the package insert says six months to one year. And the primary care doctor who put the patient on that medication and left them on it that long called the lead hospitalist to complain about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? I've been I've been railing on PPIs for decades now. And, you know, because there was there's one fundamental question about them. It's like, OK, well, if they shut off proton pump inhibitor or proton pumps in the stomach to suppress stomach acid, where else in the body are there proton pumps? Where else in the body might we need those proton pumps to be working? And of course, the two most prominent places are going to be mitochondria for energy production and within immune cells uh. for lysosomal activity. And it's just like, uh. okay, well, there you're just you're you're intentionally wounding people, you and know, with this. Change people's diet first, right? It makes sense. And you want your your gut, you want your stomach to be acidic. How else is it going to disintegrate food and digest it? It's crazy. It's, it's the number one thing, Dr. Jess, it's the number one thing I get patients off of day one in my Love practice. It. It's like, if you are on a PPI, that is gone day one. We don't need to step down. We don't need a step down protocol. That's just a straight discontinuation. We can go with gentian and skull cap to kind of re-stimulate the production of, of, of hydrochloric acid. We can make sure we have mineral salts available for the production of hydrochloric acid. We can use even... Uh, some digestive enzymes, right? If we need to, to, as a little, as a little crutch for a couple of weeks to get you going, but it's, it never fails. And then people are like, I, I feel really good. And, oh, and you got me on the diet that that's right for my body. So I don't have heartburn anymore. Yeah. Heartburn is just, you're eating the wrong foods. You know, <laughs> it's your body speaking to you, right? Your Amen. body is an intelligent machine. I always tell people it's because it's an old but great analogy. It's an oldie but a goodie. Where if your your check engine comes like on one in the car, you don't cover it up and keep driving. You take it in and you get it professionally examined or checked out. And it's the same thing. Your body is the vehicle. <laughs> so if you're having symptoms of discomfort in any way, please don't cover them up and suppress them with a band-aid we need to figure out what the communication is trying to tell you amen right yeah your body doesn't know how to lie to you you just have to trust what you're feeling what it's saying that's the language that it talks in and is feeling so we're, we're definitely when we come back from the break we're definitely going to be talking about more about your approach to uh, cleansing and getting the body really clean so it can work at its best. But for the remainder of this segment, I, I I really like and I really appreciate jumping on with a MD who has converted herself right <laughs> through through the most powerful thing we have, which is the ability to ask critical questions. Right. So, you know, I, I wanted to get your feedback on this. You know, in your opinion, what are some characteristics of a, a good doc? Ooh, so that's such a good question. Um, you know, I don't, just like you probably don't, Dr. H, I don't like to see people who talk down to me mm -hmm. and don't listen to me and who I feel patronize me or belittle me. And, you know, I don't go to allopathic doctors myself, but I've heard so many people because I, you know, I have a large following on social media. I think that's a pretty good sampling of the population. And I hear so many people just disgruntled and dissatisfied and gaslit by the system because, you know, the average doctor visit is eight minutes. Who can get anything about anyone in eight minutes? I you can't, can't even tell people where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. And and, and that, that people are so dejected and that part of healing is 
listening and hearing people's stories, letting them get that trauma out, because a lot of it is trauma, physical, emotional, mind, body, spirit trauma, and then that's exacerbated by a broken system. So a good doctor listens and they believe their patients. They just believe them. Unless you got you know a blatant reason not to, then please don't say they're psychosomatic or they're they're crazy or making it up because you don't have an answer. Good doctors don't overload themselves themselves with patients, so they're able to have time and make time and find root cause answers for the people that they do take care of, and that's where the system is broken. For for sure, and that's. One of my favorite questions, like I, 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 what I love about naturopathic medicine is we spend and we're taught to spend an hour and a half, you know, uh, or more with a patient. Like I, I, people, I've had colleagues and MDs who are like, yeah, I saw 20 new patients today. I'm like, no, you didn't. That's impossible. You know, there's no way you saw 20 new patients. You may, maybe you saw them visually, but you didn't, you didn't see them in a healing capacity. You know, wow. like I can see maybe three max in a day. And that's a full day's work, right? Right, right there. Yeah. Um, because it, healing takes time. It takes time to get to know folks. And one of the most important things that we can do as doctors, in my opinion, is when we sit with people is just say, you know, how can I help? And then shut up, shut yeah. up and listen and let them rip because this might be the first time they've actually gotten the medicine of having someone listening to them. See, listening to someone is medicine in and of itself just by nature of its influence over the autonomic nervous system right i mean it's just it's essential right mm -hmm. so yeah dr jess is putting her hand over her heart as, as she is i'm saying it's so simple yet it means so much to people i mean mm -hmm. i hope you guys are listening and nodding out there so. right like because the reason we want to talk about this before we get into the detox stuff in the next segment is you can't get to all of us like so you have to shop for your doctor right and as a patient you're a customer you're in the driver's seat you have to go and shop and when a doctor is saying yeah i can give you five minutes of my time that's it that's ridiculous when a doctor says no you can't have my direct cell phone number are you kidding me every patient has my direct cell phone number right this every student of mine has my direct cell phone number that's ridiculous but it, it comes down to this folks and i want to remind our audience the American Medical Association has an, a medical ethics statement called the Patient Bill of Rights. Most major organizations have this, and you need to read the Patient Bill of Rights. The Patient Bill of Rights is very simple, and in the American Medical Association, it's 1.1.3 subsection D, and it says mm -hmm. very clearly that every patient is in the driver's seat. Every patient has the right to either agree to a recommended uh, intervention or to refuse a recommended intervention that you are at the pinnacle of the decision-making authority as a patient. That means that it's a partnership between the patient and the doctor. It's not a dictatorship, right? And that's where we've gone, I think, really afoul is we have all these white coats with all this ego running around talking about, no, it's my way or you're going to die or you're, I'm going to kick you out of my practice. That should be malpractice, by the way. Kicking a patient, referring somebody out, no problem. But kicking someone out of your pa practice who hasn't done anything wrong, hasn't been belligerent, that's ridiculous to me. That's malpractice. That's a violation that's, of our most sacred oath. Right, right. You're, you're, said, you're saying, I don't care about you in such clear terms because why? The person asked a question or refused to get a stupid shot or something like that. Are you kidding me? A so fear-based response. It's it's all it, it's it's total. It's like you said earlier. It's total ego. It's total. 
I'm insecure and my ego is going to hide that and I'm going to act in all blustery in front of you instead of just having some humility and compassion and being like, you know, I, I've been saying this for weeks, Dr. Jess, the most important three words we can say in medicine is I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, people come and ask me a question. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go look it up and learn and see if I can figure out an answer for you. But it's okay to say, I don't know. So last question before the break, because this isn't all just on the doctor's side, right? Part of the system being broken is, is I think, people being in an abusive relationship and allowing that abusive relationship to continue. We have to have the courage to end abusive relationships, right? Stockholm syndrome, I believe. You got it, right? Totally. Yeah. So, you know, um, some people are ready and some people just aren't, and that's okay. So how do you as a doctor know the difference between the two, which patients are ready and which aren't? Well, first, let me explain why this would even be important to people, because I alluded to earlier that doctor visits normally in conventional medicine are very short lived. Um, and we have, as Dr. H mentioned, very thorough intakes and assessments with people that take a long time. Um, so when you take a long time with people and you're seeing how they live on a day-to-day -day basis from a nine to five or when they're home with their family and their thoughts and behaviors and all those things, we truly believe that the measure of how someone heals is how good their terrain or quality of life and environment is. And so we're putting the responsibility on and the proactivity on the patient quite a bit to learn and want to be involved and be willing to change. And that's what we're kind of doing during the initial assessment and intake is really um, seeing where that patient's level of willingness is. Because it doesn't matter what I say, if my belief system in root cause medicine is that a pill normally won't fix you, that's gonna mean I'm not gonna have you on a whole bunch of, of supplements. I'm gonna have you on maybe you know four to five, six things tops. And then the rest of the time, I'm trying to change your thoughts, behaviors, lifestyle, and choices. And so sometimes people aren't ready to do that. There's a lot of um, maybe family trauma, ancestral trauma, things like that tied up in diet choices and the way people hold on to things um, and the way they respond to things. And sometimes people are too afraid or um, too rigid or other reasons. You know, it's really, there's no judgment here. It's just an observation. Mm -hmm that people have to ask me for help. I can't go around trying to save everyone because that those people aren't ready if they're not asking as well. Well, I think you said two things that just really resonated with me. Number one, there's no judgment here. Like I think that's people can feel that as soon as they walk into a doctor's office, that's what creates that spike in the the sympathetics and the the heart rate and all that stuff that comes up because there's like they think they're going to tell their doctor something. Their do doctor is going to admonish them, right? It's like get out of here. No, no, I'm, I, I need to know that information so I can help you, not so I can judge you. I'm not here to judge. Right. And you said something else that was really profound, which was at them asking questions. I love it when patients come in. And they have questions already ready to go. I love it when they've printed out things or they, or they can pull up stuff on their phone and say, hey, what do you think about this? And sometimes I've seen it, sometimes I haven't. And it's like, so it's an opportunity for me to get educated too, if there's something I haven't seen before. Somebody sent me something amazing on this thing, Abacil, uh, which is Siberian fur, a terpene in Siberian fur for 
um, for helping to enhance autophagocytosis. I was like, well, thank you for that education, you know, from my audience. That's, that's fantastic. So um, we're going to go to break um, and I have a couple commercials run, but when we come back, um, we're going to talk just for the next segment, just about getting the body clean. I want to hear everything that you're doing. You have a wonderful program. We're going to talk about that program. I want to hear about what you're doing and, and just let's, let's talk shop and let's let some people listen in and me and you just talk and shop about helping people get their bodies really clean. Deal. Deal. You got it. All right, folks, we'll be right back with more energetic health radio right after these messages. the silent voices be heard. It was the rallying call that started it all. It's a wide spectrum of programming, from world and political news to societal and cultural stories. Six amazing years of news blogs, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm here again with Dr. Jess Pete Ross, and we're going to be talking now in this segment almost exclusively about cleansing. This is the big topic. I've seen a huge jump at the Energetic Health Institute and people's demand and wanting to know how do I get my body clean? I want to I want to make some changes. So people saying that it's like, yeah, you're ready, and and we love hearing that. Um, but I. I was looking over Dr. Jess's work and everything and, and everything she's doing, which is incredible, just absolutely phenomenal. Great job. I mean, you can see the work that you've put in to like make this, you know, really so special for people. Um, and I go, you know, all the good shit looks the same, right? You know, I mean, that's something one of my mentors told me years ago. He's like, you know, look, you know, people will say have different names and different, but it's all, you can see if there's a thought process, you can see it. There's, there's something really good about it. So um, we were talking off air about, um, you know, stopping pollute, stopping the pollution pro uh, process for yourself first. You know, let's say that three times really fast. Stop the pollution process. You know, we were saying, you know, stop the pollution process and then the body starts healing. So we were talking about cell phones, yeah. right? And of course, there's, you know, there's Faraday bags and all kind of new stuff that I think we have to get really acclimated to. But you had a, a thing for mental health with the cell phone that was really good. And I wanted you to share that with the audience. Can you tell everybody what you do with your cell phone? Absolutely. Because I'll be honest with you, some days I feel like I have ADD being pulled in a million different directions and having, having to be an expert in multitasking. And most of that time, it was people wanting me 
um, via text, via phone, for whatnot. And so I probably haven't, I told you, on, you know, before we started recording, I probably haven't had my phone with the ringer on since 2012. <laughs> and that's just for my mental sanity, because if people call, then, you know, I can always return their phone call. Um, and if I had my phone on all day listening to all the beeping from the text messages, it would drive me crazy. So sometimes if you need to get in the zone, it's really great just to not have that dopamine hit around, around you all the time, which can really, um, you know, keep you from being your best on a task. Amen. And I, I, as soon as I heard it, like folks, you know, when you hear truth and you're like, I want to try that, you know, um, as soon as she said that, I was like, you know what, I am putting my phone in silent mode. I'm going to do a week experiment and I hope you'll join me with this. I'm going to do a week experiment with just my phone on silent and just see what happens. And I'm sure the world will be here still in a week. I'm sure my world will still be here in a week. And, you know, maybe I'll have that extra peace of mind. So when I'm being creative or I'm doing something, I don't have that. Like Dr. Jess said, that dopamine, when I, when you hear the word dopamine, you're thinking addiction and it's not necessarily bad. It's just how the, the neurotransmitters of the, of the brain work that when we get, we've been trained, we've been conditioned to be addicted to these little sounds. It's the same kind of process for like when you're in a casino and you want to hear that sound. So wow. turn off the sounds and break that chain, right? And to have a little Fleetwood Mac reference for you right there, break the chain. Okay. And then let's go ahead and see how we feel. Do we feel better or not in a week? Because Dr. Jess, I got to tell you, I've been off of forcibly off of Facebook for the last year and Ooh. I don't miss it. And I feel pretty good, you know, and apparently now they just let me log back in. One of my team tried to log me in finally, and they just let me log back in. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I ever want to go back over yeah. there. You know Thank what I mean? You. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. so great advice. Great advice. And so everybody, let's let's try that. If everybody who wants to do it, let's try this cell phone silence for a week and check in with ourselves. Do we feel better a week from now after we've done it? I'm going to check in with you next week on this. And I think I'm going to I can already tell you, I'm going to feel great with myself on silent. Right. Yeah. It's not natural. It's not. It's not. And so now I, I, I'm I'm fascinated, right? I've, I've listened to you lecture twice now. I'm fascinated by what you've been sharing with uh, Kill Bind Sweat, your your detox program. I'm going to just take off the reins. You go ahead, tell our audience about what you do and especially some of the amazing stories, the transformations you've been a witness to from the work that you've been doing. Absolutely. And I think this really kind of caught on fire because it's got a super catchy sort of sexy name. People think what in the world is that? And it's it's practical. Everyone, no matter where they are, can really do some form of this. And so patients and clients and people in general like practical and easy. And so that's what Kill Buying Sweat is. It's um, actually a little natural protocol for people. And you don't always have to do the kill part. You can do a bind and sweat too. So kill stands for the process of taking, I prefer an herbal antimicrobial, something like oil of oregano. You guys have heard of a lot of these, wormwood, black walnut hull, cloves, things like this. Um, and then waiting 20 minutes or 30 minutes or so and taking a binder and a binder is molecularly sticky. So it pulls things out of the body that don't belong there. It's really a staple in a lot of my, my 
protocols. And so we're eradicating pathogens, bacteria, viruses, parasites, whatnot, um, and then mopping them up with a binder. And then I love to put people in, in an infrared sauna or a really hot Epsom salt bath and let them sweat out um, what we're binding and killing out, right? So, you know, and a lot of pathogens can't really survive the heat as well. So it's a really great practical plan for people who, you know, don't know what else to do or just feel crummy and aren't sure why, because you can really release other things in the sweat too. There's been small studies that show you can release certain heavy metals and we know things like PCBs can be sweated out of the body. So that's just kind of working a natural drainage pathway and then adding a binder helps to pull things out more readily. Amen. Now, when we, when we talk about this, because now we're getting into some nitty gritty here. By the way, PCBs, uh, folks, are polychlorinated biphenols, right? It's just a fancy name for something that can jack you up at the cell level. All right. Um, so, so, yeah, keep it simple. Don't ever get thrown off by names and acronyms. Just yeah. we're going to tell you whether an acronym is good or bad for you, I guess. <laughs> so, right. Man-made toxin, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Now, I remember my first infrared sauna, Dr. Jess, um, way back in 2000. Uh, I'm going to a little small massage school, uh, Dow Healing Arts Center in Santa Monica. I'm learning all, I'm a former right. engineer, learning all these great things about natural medicine from all these brilliant people at this little small hole in the wall school, right? And uh, I had been eating, started eating organic, started learning and doing some cleansing, started doing some fasting. And then I uh, was getting massage all the time, you know, getting that wonderful touch. I think that's an underutilized therapy. It's my, without a doubt, my favorite therapy of all therapies is, is myofascial body work. Love it. Right? Love it. Right. Yeah. right? So, um, but I, I remember my first time getting into an infrared sauna <laughs> and it was like, do you know, like, it's like you're, you start this journey into healing and you add one thing in at a time and then you try a new thing and then you add another thing to it and it starts building this wonderful momentum. The infrared sauna was something that I felt put it all together for me, mm. like connected. It was the final connection of all the dots. I remember, I, re this is, I remember getting out of the infrared sauna covered in sweat at a lower temperature and I just, and I loved it, but I got out of the sauna and I remember feeling like, my God, this is the best I have ever felt in my natural adult life, right? Um, not to say I have an unnatural adult life, so that's a weird way to phrase that, but uh, my, natural, my natural adult life. And, but I remember having that moment and it's for what you said. And I didn't realize at a time, but not only are you getting out the toxins that have been mobilized, right? The, the pollutants that have been mobilized, right? Not only are you getting out some heavy metals um, and some PCBs and, and other, you know, kind of uh, other kind of um, chemical categories, but you're also killing infections, yes. infections that sometimes it's really hard for the nutraceuticals we use to get into those spaces at the cell level because those buggers are, are pretty, they want to live too, right? Um, so brilliant, brilliant stuff. And I, when I saw that, like I was reading through everything you're doing and I'm like, yeah, we do that. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, we do that. Oh, she's really good. She's really good. Because of course I'm biased and I think what we do is really good too, but all the good shit looks the same. Right? Uh, that's right? right. So tell us a little bit more. And I would love to hear about, um, you know, a, a, a a client uh, uh, that you can f share about or a patient you can share about just an experience you had that um, may let you know, like, hey, what I'm doing is really working far better than that four hour nonsense that 
peppering they gave me of nutrition. Oh, gosh, <laughs> right? So tell us a story. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client once who um, wrote me, I still have it. It was like a 39 page detox summary. It was like a diary every day of things she started out doing. And you could see her, like you described earlier, building momentum as the days went on. She was kind of figuring it out, the puzzle pieces and adding things in. And this is what I love to see because it's really people becoming their own best doctor because no one knows your body better than you. And I can tell you the things that have worked for other people in the past, but they're not you. And it may not be your exact combination and recipe. Right, So that's really where it's important to be in touch with your body and in touch with what works and to know yourself well. So this person wrote out this, uh, typed out this 39-page journey that she had and Kilbine Sweat was definitely a part of it along with opening emunctories or drainage pathways, things like the sweat pathway and the liver and the bile and the bowels and all those things. And um, she had really, and she even added energy work in. She really, that was a big deal to her too. And so um, the, one of the main things that helped was Kilbine Sweat and that's because so many people have infections in the gut that aren't really detected by our modern tests because pathogens are really smart and intelligent and as old as we are in the evolutionary times a lot a lot of the times and so um you know sweating and binding things up and taking herbal antimicrobials microbials is a great great way for people to regulate infections in the gut and regulate intracellular infections and really modulate um, even their quote unquote brain fog because studies on the sauna show that heat can actually um, refold misfolded proteins um, that call for the wrong genes and things like that in um, in the studies. And so there's so many benefits to really doing hot cold contrast therapy and kill bind sweat that people that don't even have diagnose labels, a label from the medical system can feel better with this protocol. And so this girl really had gained a lot of momentum from that. And then the kicker for her was that she had a root canal that was about 15 years old. And so I urged and urged and urged her to finally go to a holistic or biological dentist. And when she finally did, I mean, this was probably, this was a few pages in her summary. She said she had pictures before and after pictures, I'm telling you, of being bloated before and flat stomach after and her hair regrowing, her nails that were fungus getting um, white instead of yellow as the time passed. And she had pictures of the root canal that the biological dentist pulled out. She said, I never would have gone had you not told me I had no idea that root canal could be a source of toxins and as the dentist pulled the root canal out it felt like a brain a nail being pulled from my brain and I it, there was a pop when he pulled it out I swear I heard it and I started crying the dentist was concerned that it was from pain but it was not it was an emotional release I had the clearest head I'd had in five years wow right yeah. Way yeah. to go, doc. That is incredible, right? And way to go, way to go patient for That's having right. the courage to go through that, right? It was her. I was, it's always the patient. I'm always. just dying. I'm, that's it. <laughs> right. It's like, we're the, we're the lucky ones that we get to, you know, experience this. I've, I've, I've said for a long time and, and I want to, and I want to say, you know, one of the things that we don't really appreciate enough is how the energy fields of the body, the meridian system runs through the teeth, right? So the teeth are, are essential for health and holistic, bioidentical, 
dentist that doesn't use mercury or anything like that, these are the people that you definitely want to go to and, and have your work done. Um, now, what I did want to get back to, though, was, you know, we have these experiences with our patients. And when we have these experiences or, you know, and somebody's doing something, this is clearly someone who is ready. They're willing to do this work. They, they said, look, I don't know why you're saying this, Dr. Jess, but I'm going to do the most important thing I can do as a patient. I'm going to trust what you're saying, and I'm going to go and explore it. And that trust is earned because Dr. Jess is coming across and saying, I love you. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, we call it compassion and we call it all this. It's very simple, folks. It's love. It's love that, that does that. It's love that is, has, I'm sure, you up researching late night some nights, right? I'm sure it's love that has you, you know, saying, look, I want to think about this patient as a person and personalize their care to them and give them advice that I feel in a sequence is going to be very effective for them, right? It's also, I think doctors victimize themselves in the system because they don't have time for patients and they run around, they don't have time for their families and they don't have time to sleep. And so once you victimize yourself, then it's just a matter of time before you become a perpetrator, right? So, so that's really important for people to have awareness around that too, because surrender and love is always the answer. Yeah, and, and I love what you just said about, uh, about doctors. You know, they, they victimize themselves with this. It's like, you, you know in your heart, this is not medicine and not the way it's supposed to be practiced, but you're so locked in with all this other stuff that you start rationalizing that it's okay to keep perpetuating this instead of saying, you know what? No, I'm, I'm really smart. I'm going to learn how to break out of this white coat syndrome. That oh, it's so true. I mean, what's the saying? Uh, how's it go? Something that it's hard for a man to see the truth of his paycheck depends on it it well you know what say that again because we've there's a lot of that going around the world it's hard for a man to see the truth if his paycheck depends on it yeah amen well you know i i gotta ask quick question you you mentioned binders what do you use for your for your binders in the um in the bind portion i can give you a brand name or i can just tell you what the just general yeah don't let's not endorse anybody Right, so fulvic and humic acids with okay. activated carbons, I like a lot. I also okay. really love a really good source zeolite or bentonite clay. You have to watch mm -hmm. out for heavy metals with those, but those pull out so many different varieties mm -hmm. of toxins. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Yeah, I've been a I've been a bentonite clay user for twenty years. You know, activated charcoal a little bit, although it's a little somewhat too astringent sometimes for people. You know, and and depending upon concentration, but um, yeah, it, it's folks all the good shit looks the same. Right? <laughs> it's it's really simple. It comes down to the cellular environment and making sure that you are doing everything you can with all the therapies from holistic nutrition to, um, you know, to infrared saunas, to some of the binders, to moving your body, you know, it all comes down to that cellular environment because when that cellular environment is clean, the cell now can do what it does best. And that is heal. I mean, that's what I've been my, it's been my experience. And the, the point that I, I, I wanted to conclude with, and I, I really applaud you for asking questions and saying, look, my heart isn't directing me to continue perpetuating this lie. I'm going to go and take this knowledge that I have and add to it and go in a different direction. That's awesome. I, and I'm seeing, we're seeing more and more MDs doing that, which is yes, because that's how you change curricula in, in at, at this university level. It's appalling that Doctors get on average 19.6 hours of nutrition 
right? If they even get that, right? I'm it's surprised. Appalling. It's that high, actually. It, it, that's what the National Academy of Sciences says. But yeah, who knows? It's it's like you, you said you maybe had four, right? And it's like, it just depends. I think the thing that really moves me, though, is you start thinking about some of these white coats. And I don't consider folks who are MDs who are doing good work white coats. You know what I mean when I say white coats, please don't mm -hmm. misconstrue my words. The white coats, I I feel for them because it's got to be it's got to be horrific. Twenty patients or fifty patients, they however many ridiculous. You can't see that many. You can't do a good job. You know you're not doing a good job. You're just pushing pills. Yep. And you never see anyone get better. Like I, I feel for anyone who calls themselves a doctor, a medical doctor, or a nurse who doesn't see the people they're working with ever get better. It's just, that's not your experience, clearly. It's not my experience. And it's such a beautiful experience when the vast majority, you know, 90 percentile and higher of people that you work with have a positive, healthy experience, healing experience with you. It's like, yeah, I, why would you want to practice any other way than this? It just doesn't make any sense. Dr. Jess, we're a little over time, but I want to give you the final thoughts here of the day. Anything that you want to say to your audience? I know you have some great courses and things um, at uh, drjessmd.com, or they can go to the app.drjessmd.com. But what do you want to say, final message to everybody listening? You know, I teach a lot for free online. So if you like social media, I will teach you and make you laugh at the same time because <laughs> tragedy and comedy are very closely linked. Um, and if you don't laugh, if you're not able to laugh at what's going on in healthcare right now, we ha you might go insane. So, um, you know, if you like to learn for free, come over there. Otherwise, I have a membership where I do, you know, root cause quickies, professional courses, webinars, um, all kinds of information for people to learn their own bodies and become their own best doctor. Because I truly believe we as doctors are the driving force that's going to push this information, the truth out to the patient population and to people in general. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being with us uh, today. Uh, folks, uh, check out uh, Dr. Jess Pete Ross at drjessmd.com. Uh, did I say that right? You did. I yes. did. Drjessmd.com. She knows what she's doing. I don't endorse very many people. You all know that. I'm a really tough customer. She's the she's the goods, folks. She knows what she's doing thank in a big, big way. Thank all right, Twinsy. I feel the same. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. All right, folks. <laughs> You know, in this uh, in this time, we have four really fantastic, amazing divine challenges to take no offense, to speak truth, to remain humble, and to be selfless. So I hope you get out into nature and get some good, good nature to wash your spirit clean wherever you may be. We'll see you again next week with another great show on Energetic Health Radio. Until that time. Uh, may God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute, and we'll see you all real, real soon. Peace, everyone.